Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Friday morning. I'm sure everybody's just uh, really excited that today is finally Friday. And uh, I tell you, uh, it just amazes me how fast a week goes by. I feel like we were just talking about how it's Monday and dreading the week. And now here it's already Friday on us. And just uh, time flies by. It really does. It's uh, praise God we're, we're heading towards the end of uh, March, uh, February, heading into March. My point is, it's, it's going to be spring before you know it, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I want sunshine. I want heat, as I hate and despise cold with every fiber of my being. If I could move to Florida, if I could live at the beach, brothers and sisters, I would do it in a heartbeat i wouldn't even think twice about it i love the ocean man i tell you gilligan don't know how good he had it i'd tell you i'd sit on that beach and watch those waves crash in every single day so but anyway let's see what we got watching this morning here we got miss amy oaks turner terry Eric webb tracy little kelly Jeanette swift carolyn kelly mike hensley uh, Brandy Boyd Young and Jennifer Honeycutt. So appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in this morning. So appreciate you joining us and getting our day going in the right direction. All right, my friends. This time, if you are able to stand and place your hand over your heart, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All righty. Glad we get to do that every morning. We have the freedom to do so. Good morning, Donna Taylor and Terry Hudson. Appreciate you wonderful folks for tuning in and joining me this morning. Well, I guess we better just get to the big news story of the day that's probably on the forefront of everybody's mind, that there is a chicken wing shortage. <laughs> Talk about that this morning. You know, I... I uh, uh, I like watching college football, and uh, I know don't hide the fact that I'm a Clemson fan, and uh, uh, I got uh, uh, enjoy watching it and a few other teams. But uh, freshman football just never really interested me. I don't know why. I just never had a hard time getting into it. The only team I really liked was the Washington Redskins, and when they caved to uh, cancel culture and changed their name, I just quit watching them all together. And uh, but yeah, that's the big story they've been talking about big time. Boy, there's a shortage of chicken wings. I could care less. And the two turkeys that are playing in the Super Bowl this year don't interest me at all. And <laughs> I don't care nothing about the halftime show. I wish they'd get a good classic rock group out there. That, uh, uh, but then again, well, I'll say what I was thinking, but <laughs> I'll let it go. Anyway, I uh, I just have no use for what's – I rarely have any use for who they get for like the halftime show. So uh, I'm going to have church at 6 o'clock on Sunday evening, online service. Uh, the, the, the thing starts at 6.30. I hope you'll join me. If not, then have at it. And after I get done speaking, I'm going to find something good on television to go to bed. So <laughs> that is my plans. No, but seriously, though, it is um, – 
the real thing that's really really bad right now is this attack on our police officers they, they were showing that there were three shot dead uh last night uh i tell you it's going to get to the point where nobody wants to be a police officer and what i'm worried about uh is and i think it's a very good concern is having a police state uh, the government's going to say, all right, well, uh, you know, uh, we're no longer going to fund police uh, or there's not enough people to do it. So uh, the government's going to have their own uh, law enforcement. And that's that's where your thing's going to get a little uh, little uh, uh, rough and may get bad. It may not. But I'm telling you, man, it, it's just, our, we need to really pray for our law enforcement officers big time, guys. In fact, I not to throw roses on my shoulder with no stretch of imagination a friend of mine is a police officer i went to high school with and i was at the barbershop the other day getting a little trim there and uh i saw him and i asked if i could have prayer over him and uh, him and, and uh and his fellow officers uh but we really need to pray over a big time and we need to pray for you know there's a lot of people out there you know, that uh if you're like us we live paycheck to paycheck and uh you know these surging prices, I mean, yesterday we didn't buy hardly nothing, 80 bucks, I mean, for nothing, really, uh, at the grocery store. And, uh, you know, these, these high gas prices, this high inflation uh, and, and groceries and goods, and, you know, it, it's just insanity uh, what we're seeing and going through. And there's so many people out there, they may have to choose between eating or putting gas or cars so they can go to work. You know, it's, it's, going, it's getting to that point. And we need to really pray for individuals. We need to pray. I tell you, I worry about these kids when they're out of school, whether it's spring break or summer break. You know, the only food they get is at the school, and I worry about that as well. And uh, I'm trying to think of ways to outreach that and try to uh, supplement these and help these kids who, who may not have food. But it is, uh, uh, we need to really be praying over this big time. And what is insanity, they say inflation is a good thing because it promotes more taxes. I don't, it just, you know, it amazes me. How everything that Trump tried to do to make our country better and prosper, they tore him down. Everything this lunatic and the laughing hyena he has by his side is just garbage. And they still have make excuses and, and try to find some positive spin. It's, just, it's nuts, man. And then it's when we think it can't get any worse. Now they're trying to push Hillary Clinton. I can stand the thoughts here in that screechy voice of hers. Oh, my gosh. The only thing that would even make it worthwhile is if, is if Trump uh, ran and he beat her again. That would be the only thing that would just make my day and just I would be laughing my head off. But, guys, I'm telling you, it's... It's getting rough, and it's going to continue to get rough, and we're just going to tr put our trust in the Lord, but it's just, uh, you know, we should really pray. People's got it pretty rough out there, far, 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 far more worse uh, than we probably even realize or could probably understand, so. Good morning, Rusty Paws. Like I said, just when you don't think things are going to get worse, here comes Rusty, you know. <laughs> I'm teasing. I love to give Rusty a hard time, and he throws it right back at me. And uh, he's a, a dear brother in Christ. Just like to give him a hard time. And so let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And again, that's 1 Corinthians 2.16. You know, it is... Uh, Oh, let me get this off here. <laughs> I'm bad about that. See, what y'all don't understand is on my laptop, you can see it right here, I have two screens. 
uh, well, that uh, on this program it shows two screens. One that shows me on the camera, and then it shows the slide that you all see. And I have a button I press that will you know, fade that back and forth. So I'm really bad about because I still see me, and I forget sometimes to switch the 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 camera back, you know, fade it back over to me and remove the the slide. And uh, I, I'm easily confused, uh, and it'll take much. Trust me. But anyway, you know, we look at this this passage here in regards to uh, the mind of Christ, and uh, and you know, one thing's for sure: God is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's all knowing. He's everywhere at the same time. You know, and, I, and I've just, I've discussed this before uh, in the fact that you know we know that God can be everywhere at the same time. The devil doesn't have that ability. I think a lot of people think that the devil. Uh, has that uh, that omnipresence that he could be everywhere at the same time? No, that's not true. That's why he has to have his demons to go out and torment us uh, the best that he can. And uh, but one thing we can rest assured is God can be everywhere at the same time, and God is all knowing. God is all powerful. Who can know the mind of Christ? You know, uh, we can't instruct him. We can't teach him anything because he is all knowing. He is all powerful. And you know, and I know that sometimes you know I've had people throughout. Uh, uh, well, well, uh, as far as long as I can remember, people always ask, well, where did God come from? I know sometimes it's hard to understand uh, how he could always be, uh, you know, and maybe when we get to heaven, we can understand that. But he always was and always will be. And uh, some of those questions I can I can answer that anybody can answer. And uh, that's one of those things, you know, as a pastor, if people throw out some of the hardest, toughest questions and then when you really can't give them an answer, look at you like, well, then you're an idiot. But what they don't realize, I'm used to that look. So I get it every day from my wife. So, you know, <laughs> it don't bother me none. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we look at this here, though. He is, uh, you know, I swear, God is not only all-knowing, all-powerful. He can be there uh, everywhere at the same time. But he's our counselor. Uh, he is our loving father. We can come to him for any situation, no matter how small or how big we think it is. And, you know, and if you think about it, you know, Ask yourself, you think, was this too small of a problem to bring to God? Well, ask yourself, what what problem is too big for God? You know, I mean, there's nothing too small, too big to present and give to God as that counselor for us and talk to him. That's why I tell, tell people all the time in counseling situations, when they're pouring their heart, out, their heart out to me, I'll say, you know, have you talked to God about this? Have you prayed about this? And I hate to say it, but nine times out of ten, they'll say no. You know, guys, you know, I know that uh, you all, hello, Pam Jones. I know that you, uh, you know, people need counseling. That's fine. And uh, and I'm always happy to lend an ear. And I love technology because now we can uh, FaceTime. You don't even have to leave your home. I can do counseling uh, uh, from wherever. And uh, I don't have to be, you know, it's just the same as, as if you're sitting in front of me. And I love that ability. So I don't care to lend an ear anytime uh, that you all need to talk, uh, schedule permitting. But one thing we need to make sure that we're always presenting our problems and concerns to God, that we're talking to Him. You know, I think a lot of people in the past, you know, have talked to me, so well, I don't know how to pray. And my dad has used the illustration. I'm sure you all have heard this illustration uh, plenty of times to the fact that, you know, just sit a chair in front of you and pretend that Jesus is sitting there and just talk to him. That's all God wants. He just wants our communication. He just wants us to talk to him. You know, uh, we don't want to, you know, put God in a box. We don't want to use him as a genie. We don't want to use God for our, uh, our selfish purposes, but to humbly seek God out each and every day and just talk to him and just pouring out your heart and mind. You know, just the other day, I, you know, and I, I don't have to use these illustrations. Uh, please, please understand, I'm not trying to make myself look 
like super Christian. I am. I feel like sometimes the worst, most horrible, disgusting individual out there. I'll be honest with you, because the sin that I have to fight and the things that I have to deal with and the ways I screw up and the ways I mess up, I feel like excrement okay i mean i just feel like the lowest form of life so trust me i don't think that i'm any better spiritually than anybody else out there in fact i feel lower in fact there's people watching here today i think boy i wish i could be more like them i'll be honest with you i really do because i'm just i feel like the uh, low life sometimes but the other day i just uh, was having lunch and it was just quiet and i feel like it was just me and jesus just sitting there talking and I was praying about things that were on my mind. And uh, I tell you what, that's probably one of the best lunches I ever had. It was just it was just a wonderful time just sitting at the table, just eating and just, just communing with God. It was just a wonderful experience. And I encourage that, that maybe you could do that as well. Maybe you can get off by yourself somewhere and just sit there and just talk to the Lord as you're just eating. And, and uh, you know, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a great, great experience. But then again, if you're at some jobs like I've had... Uh, <laughs> You know, no matter where you try to hide, somebody's going to knock at the door and say, hey, I need to ask you something. <laughs> Sometimes there's no places to hide. But anyway, um, look at this, though. But, you know, those in particular who have a, 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 a carnal nature, those who are carnal Christians, those who uh, have um, uh, that uh, uh, human mind, if you will, uh, those who don't understand the things of God will never understand his plans, his glory, will never understand the things that God has laid out for us, the things that we get to take advantage of, and uh, things that we can enjoy as Christians, those of the world will never, ever understand. You know, that's why it's, you know, where they've been blinded and their eyes have been open, that's why we look at them like they've got, uh, like you're crazy, and they are. Outside of God, there is no sanity. They're, that's why they're uh, so schizophrenic in their thinking. You look at a liberal, look at schizophrenic they are in their thinking kill the baby but save the the eagle's egg i mean it's just you know it's it, you know it's okay to kill an unborn baby but make sure you wear that mask you know it just it's 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 nuts you know we see the things that are out there and you think what is wrong with you what is wrong with them is they don't have god and even as Christians, we may not always understand God's plans and ways because those who are finite cannot possibly understand an infinite God. You know, we, you know, you know, uh, the only way you could possibly even try to comprehend uh, is the fact for those of us who are parents and uh, with our wisdom and experience uh, that you know, for our children, we're bringing up. Uh, they may want to do whatever, you know, maybe they want to play in the middle of the road. Obviously, we have the wisdom to know if you play in the middle of the road, you're going to get ran over, you're going to get seriously killed or, or seriously killed, seriously injured or killed. Uh, and uh, so we know to have enough knowledge to say, no, you can't do that. They're going to pitch a fit, scream and cry. And if you go to a Walmart, you're going to usually hear that screaming and crying uh, and uh, makes you want to just put your head to a wall. But anyway. You know, you have to, sometimes you have to tell them no, and they don't understand it. But, we see, we can see enough ahead to know that uh, you're going to mess up big time. See, that's the way God is. He, he's all-knowing. He knows past, present, and future. And so he can understand the things that we can't. And so when we're praying about something, why is it no? Why can't I do this? Why can't I have this? And we're all upset, and we're, and we're pitching a little toddler's fit, in the, laying on the floor, kicking our our uh, our. our, our our feet and hands. Maybe when I said that just now, I don't know why. Maybe think of um, 
the Andy Griffith show where Opie, that boy, is telling him, you know, if you pitch a fit, you'll get your way and, and all this stuff. So he's in the courthouse and Andy's working and he's laying on the floor and he, Andy told him no about something. And he goes, ah, and he's kicking the floor and he goes, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm pitching a fit. And he goes, okay, well, you're doing a good job at it. He goes back to work and, and uh, he just ignored him, you know, and Opie lays up, looks at him like, well, this ain't working. It walks off, you know. So it just, I don't know why. My, my mind is a, uh, a weird and dangerous place to be in. But anyway, uh, you know, so sometimes we when we pray, we have to hear no, or we have, may have to hear wait, or whatever it may be, we have to give it to the Lord, and we may not always understand. And, you know, it's tough, you know, particularly when you're dealing with situations where someone we love uh, has died. And, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, sometimes you have to ask yourself, God, why? Why do they have to go? You know, I don't understand. You see these wicked, evil people. Why Why do they have to go? Why do, why do these evil, wicked people, they get to live and they're partying it up and having a big time? But as bad as it hurts, you know, for those who are saved, that's why we have that hope and encouragement. We'll see them again. So that, that gives us, you know, it's still painful and we still miss them, but we have that hope to see them again. But for those in the world, God's given them time. He's given them time to turn to him. And if they don't, this is the only heaven they'll ever know. And wouldn't that be a horrible thing to think this is the only heaven we'll ever know? Well, I mean, this to me is hell. And just to think that hell is that much worse, more far more worse than what this is, to think this is all that they'll have. Let them have at it. I'd rather my loved ones be in heaven than to deal with this cesspool we're in now. But so here's the thing, you know, we have that, uh, and you know, again, talking about the unsaved, but when we see here, but we have the mind of Christ. You know, that's a great thing that these things have been revealed to us. Those things that once we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, we understand his redemption. We understand that the fact that we've been bought out. You know, when you look at that being redeemed, it goes back to that uh, to a, a slavery type situation that you've been ransomed, you've been bought out, you've been removed from that situation, and you've been set free. We've been redeemed. We've been sanctified. We've been glorified. Praise God. And then our eyes are open to the things that uh, we never thought about before. You know, used to we might have laughed at the dirty jokes, and we may have acted a certain way. But once these things were, are, are revealed to us, uh, and we understand the things of Jesus Christ, our whole personalities and the way that we act and think may change dramatically. Uh, you know, because we understand that, hey, man, I want to serve God. I don't want to be in this this part uh, of the world anymore. I want to live for Jesus. You know, it's always interesting. You know, since um, I've uh, been, uh, or I don't know, since I was, uh, well, Dad started preaching. Uh, let's see, when I was about five, I guess, and uh, it's interesting to see the people who's coming in and out of uh, the church doors, uh, whether he's preaching at Liberty Church of the Brethren in Gray or when he started Fountain Life Bible Church, the people that's passed through, and it's always great to see when they come to know Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, particularly uh, the bikers, and uh, I've seen some pretty hardcore bikers come through there as come to know Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. Trust me, you can tell a huge difference between a poser and those who really Thing, uh, those who really are like a one percenter to biker, there, there's no question. You can just uh, you can see it big time. But when God has touched our hearts, man, it's it's a wonderful thing to see uh, to see them change. And I've seen individuals who have attended our church, and they were a hardcore biker at one time, and they've given their life to Jesus. But they still have a little bit of the uh, uh, the world they're having to fight. You know, they'll be, you know, they may be cussing in regular conversation in the church and not even think about it. But then you see gradually over time 
that Lord's slowly working on them and slowly, you know, they convicted him of the certain things. You start seeing that spiritual growth and you see less and less of that world and more and more of Jesus in their lives. And that's, that's, that's such a wonderful thing to see uh, in, in that progression of someone's life. Because sometimes when you come to know Jesus Christ, you first come to know him, that's why you're that baby Christian. That's why sometimes you still got a lot of rough edges that need to be ironed out. But praise God, he continues to work with us in that growth and that learning uh, so we can draw closer to him and, and share ourselves to that old us and there's still areas in our lives no matter how spiritually mature we may get that we still have to fight there's a lot of old nature of me i still have to fight big time and there's things in my life i wish i could uh, uh could just rid myself of, of altogether but that's the one th- wonderful thing though is that faith of Jesus Christ, knowing that he has saved us, that he forgives us, that he loves us. And uh, the mind of Christ stands in stark contrast to the wisdom of the world. Through him has been revealed mysteries that were hidden down through the ages until Christ Jesus was sent to reveal the Father to us and to show us the way. He came to reveal the character of God, the truth of the gospel, and the eternal hope that we have in him. So then we discover that true heart and mind of God. We understand, you know, uh, you know, it again goes back i can't help but think about the disciples and such and how that um um terry i'm sorry terry to saw your comment everything is done in god's time that's true but how the apostles, the, the disciples, they couldn't see what was about to happen, what Jesus was about to do. But after his death, burial, and resurrection, those things were revealed. And they're like, oh, you know, they, they understood it. But that's one great thing. I always remember this is God's love letters to us. And it helps us in our walk. It helps us in our faith. And we have to submit to him. And when we have that mind of Christ, we want to strive to be in a daily obedience to him. And that's my encouragement to you. If you get nothing else out of this, just realize that we want to, to work to strive to please God the Father as Jesus done, to live as Jesus. Now, we're not, you know, Jesus was fully man, but he's fully God, so we'll never live up fully to that level, but that gives us something to strive for. It's like Dad always told me growing up, be friends with somebody you may think is a little better, you know, because it makes you push to be a better individual. So as Christ's example, it is pushed to be more obedient, to be more loving, to be more caring, to be more like Christ to an unbelieving world. That way we're being that light in a world of darkness. And, uh, uh, oh, Mike Anthony said, I just remembered you once said you were hesitant to get around. We thought I was mean. I do. I did, man. I when I first met Mike Ensley, he's one of the nicest, greatest men I ever met. But uh, when I first met him, man, he scared me to death. I thought, man, this guy would rip my head off and not even think twice about it. And he still may, I, you know, but, you know, but he is, uh, he is one of the kindest guys. One of the, he helps us out so much around the church and praise God for him. But he did, you know, that's why it just goes to show you that, uh, don't judge a book by its cover, but he did. He looked mean when I first met him. I was like, oh gosh, I don't want to make him mad. <laughs> I still don't want to make him mad. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and pray to you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to be obedient. Help us to be more loving. Lord, you revealed yourself to us. And Lord, let us not take that for granted. Help us strive to serve you better each and every day. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be as I pray every morning. My brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching this morning, listening. Lord, please keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in. Be with our children or spouses as they're going out and coming in. And keep them safe and well. And put your angels about them. And Lord, I just pray a special prayer for Reggie and Tina Weems. 
Lord, the loss of their son. Lord, I pray that you will give them comfort and strength and peace during this difficult time. Lord, I pray that you be with Ginger Hood and Troy and Kim Penix. And Lord, I just pray that you be with all those that I uh, said I would pray for that's uh, needing help and, and concerns, those who are having surgeries. Uh, Lord, that you will guide the doctor's hands. And Lord, to be with us, help us to serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, hope everybody has a good day today, a blessed day. Say a little prayer for me. I've got to go to the VA this morning and see if they can figure out what's going on with my stupid ears and uh, pray how they can figure something out. It's driving me crazy. But uh, Lord willing, we'll see you at uh, 118 Julie Lane at 1045 a.m. And then Sunday evening, we'll do our online service at 6 p.m. I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.